are the trauma healing learnings based on one mom's journal entries recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Season 2, Trauma Healing Learnings, Episode 3, Reach Out and Touch. Hello, everyone. Oh, the collective energy we can create when we unify around a cause, a focused intention. We're learning more and more about energy through quantum physics. (laughs) Perhaps we're learning what we already knew. But as Americans in particular, we are often fascinated by science. The principle is that energy follows attention. It's an ancient proposition and one that has guided many spiritual practices, as well as awareness practices, throughout the eons of time. We think about it now as part of mindfulness where we place our attention, our energy follows. What does that mean, you might ask? Well, it means that where you place your attention, your thoughts, your feelings, and your motivation for acting or not will correspondingly respond. Try it. Close your eyes if you're in a place where it's safe to do so and imagine something good in your life. Notice where you place your attention when things are going well. On what do you place your attention? On whom? Where are you? Can you put yourself in that place? Maybe you just got some lovely news about one of your children or your partner just said or did something kind for you or you just got good news at your job or you have a wonderful easy weekend coming up or perhaps it's an upcoming vacation and you can feel that sun or water or hillside or mountain. Just notice what you place your attention on. Notice what happens now in your body when your attention is placed on those pleasant thoughts. The sensations in your body perhaps feel alive, energized, relaxed. At ease, it is pleasant. It's easy to smile. You glide more through your day. Your step is lighter. Your body feels lighter. You're more flexible. (laughs) It's easier to laugh. Yes, as your attention is placed on positive thoughts, you can be carried. And you experience a higher vibration of living 
in these moments. Now, consider something that has gone wrong. Where is your attention being placed now? Notice, what do you place your attention on when things are not going well? Perhaps it's error, the other's mistake. Perhaps it's your own inadequacy or the other person's incompetency or someone's overlooking you or your worthlessness. Just notice and notice your body. It's tighter than it was or you might not even be able to notice your body. Perhaps you instinctively have blamed someone else or blamed yourself or been angry with someone else or angry with yourself. Or you've turned inward to that island chastising yourself. What an idiot your thoughts might tell you. Just notice where your attention is now. You feel heavy. Maybe a pit in your stomach. Maybe it's a flame, a heat. Maybe you're perspiring more. Maybe you're tight-fisted. You don't glide. You might even trip and fall. When you speak, it's flustered. Or not at all. You're tight. And it's hard to hear others clearly. And they've accused you of not listening. And you can't. Your mind is closed. Your body is closed. It's rigid. Just notice. Notice your body sensations that are corresponding to where you placed your You want to punch someone? Make it all go away? Your body doesn't like the sensation. It wants to discharge it. You're experiencing a lower vibration of living in this moment. Let's take a cleansing breath. Yes, where we place our attention our energy follows. When we experience trauma, where we place our attention can become narrowly constricted very quickly. As the brain shifts to survival mode, only what is essential. It's a similar neurological experience to the conflict experience we just went through a moment ago, that very distressing experience that we just talked about. But trauma is unlike ordinary distressing situations. It's much more intense. It's full of uncertainty 
And the confusion is so intense, it can overwhelm us to the degree of causing us to numb out because we've been thrown into shock. This intense experience can become trapped in the body. Many trauma experts agree that it is considered a trauma when we are exposed to an event or a series of events that are so emotionally disturbing that they leave a long-lasting adverse impact on our lives in every dimension. How we view ourselves, how we view others, how we view the world. Stated another way, an event that adversely impacts how we think, how we feel, and how we behave. That's trauma. Consider now where you place your attention. If you have ever experienced trauma, and I know you have. We can hardly escape life without experiencing trauma. Many people in shock place their attention on scanning for someone to hold their hand. It's a basic biological phenomenon, being human, that at the most primitive times we yearn for human connection, warmth, protection. Indeed, even if there are others around a person experiencing trauma who do not respond by reaching out and touching in a loving way, perhaps by holding a hand or by being present closely in soothing words, a person in trauma has greater risk for feeling isolated long-term. Many EMS workers know this well. What is it about holding someone's hand, assuring them with your presence and comforting them with loving words? Well, the traumatized person needs to feel safe and secure again because that is what has been shattered. Physical warmth is key and that includes emotional warmth. Reaching out and touch, loving touch, is an aspect of both. We need all of our professionals to understand this as we all need to understand this as well. Because we can do this for others. For more on how to do this with what to say, listen in to the companion episode, Reach Out and Touch. For us to understand why this is so crucial is to understand the neurological phenomenon of how our brains split in the trauma experience. 
our brains do this because they are highly intelligent. The oxygen normally flowing to our brains in normal life becomes constricted quickly in trauma as the hard wiring of the human brain redirects the oxygen flow to other parts of our body, such as our hands and feet, as the body prepares to fight or run away or collapse. It is automatic how we are wired, and there is not much we can do to change that. But you can slow that down or ease it by the placement of your attention as soon as possible on safety and security. Lots of things can provide a sense of safety and security. Warm blankets, of course. Soothing words, absolutely. You're going to make it. We're here for you. Notice the placement of your attention also when you hear me say, and prayer, collective prayer, right? We are all praying for you. The whole church or the entire school, the same prayers for you. Again, notice your placement of attention when you hear those words now. A group being unified on behalf of a traumatized person can provide a sense of safety and security and well-being in meaningful ways. So anything that we do that can provide a sense of safety and security on the front end of trauma can have positive long-term consequences for resiliency and trauma healing. There will still be trauma healing work to do thereafter, integrating the bodily sensations with the emotional response. But the path to healing is much easier to walk when it has been paved early on with first responses that provide a sense of safety and security. The way you choose to respond to someone in trauma with love and connection can lessen the person in trauma's automatic placement of attention on the disconnect. It happens so quickly in trauma, that split. Your choice of response is significant and could be preventative for the future feeling of isolation that can set in and is a very real phenomenon for those who have experienced shock and unresolved or later unexamined or untreated trauma. Chronic thoughts and feelings of, I'm not connected to you. You don't understand. You will never understand. No one understands me. I'm not like you. Leave me alone. I don't need you. I don't need anyone. I don't belong. 
There's nothing to live for. Those are the tragic outcomes of non-metabolized trauma. And those emotions and thoughts come from trapped trauma in the body. We'll spend more on that phenomenon and how we loosen it in future trauma healing learnings. For today, while notes of condolences and heartfelt messages are not the full remedy, they can be part of forming a significant safety net reminding a traumatized person that they are cared for, are loved, and that they matter. Sometimes just notes sent even months and years after the initial traumatic event can be just as meaningful and restorative. It's never too late to start walking the path of trauma healing. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain I hope you have enjoyed these trauma healing learnings. Thank you for listening and joining me for Blink of an Eye podcast. To listen to the story behind these trauma healing learnings, tune in to season two, episode three, reach out and touch. It's all there waiting for you. been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blink of an Eye is sponsored by I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation. I See That is recruiting and training doctors, nurses, lawyers, insurance adjusters, members of the faith community, and parents for their multidisciplinary teams, which offer emotional support, advocacy guidance, and unwavering faith in what is possible for moms and dads during the first 30 days of the intensive care unit experience with a spinal cord injured child or family member. You can learn more about I See That by visiting www.icthat.org. That's the letters I-C-T-H-A-T dot org.